I'm Phil Pringle, and welcome to the C3 Church Global Podcast. Thanks for joining us today from wherever you are in the world. C3 Church Global is a family of almost 600 churches around the world. And this podcast is all about equipping pastors and leaders to lead healthy, growing, and multiplying churches. We are Christ-centered, Spirit-powered, and Connect-driven. Every week on this podcast, you will find new and uplifting content to strengthen you, equip you, and help you lead others into a relationship with Christ. You'll find a mix of devotionals that build your faith and your relationship with Christ, as well as rich and empowering conversations with leaders and friends in ministry from around the world. We also bring inspiring testimonies and updates from our pastors and churches throughout the C3 movement on the 64 nations that we're present in. Here's this week's podcast. We're going to be taking a devotional out of Psalm 1-3, easily one of my most favorite psalms. Psalm 1-3 is a very short psalm, but incredibly filled with wisdom, insight, and grace for us to take a hold of. And it begins by saying, blessed is the man. So God's intent for you is that you be blessed. That's the will of God. And so he gives us instructions as to how we can have a blessed life. Don't think that a blessed life just falls on you from heaven. The intention and the will of God and the power to make our lives blessed is going to come upon us. But we must make decisions and take steps that actually have an outcome of blessing in them. So he starts by saying, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. To walk is to take steps. It's to move forward. It's to take action. It's making decisions. So he's saying, don't make decisions and take steps based on ungodly people's advice. And their advice, even though it may seem wise and good, we're taking on the spirit and we're submitting ourselves to the attitude and the character of a person who is against Christ and anti-God, and it's not going to have a good end. Then he says, don't stand in the path of sinners. The path of sinners is broad. Jesus said that. It's broad and it leads to destruction. The path of the righteous is narrow and it leads to life. So you're going to be alive and rejuvenated and restored and refreshed as you live in a life with boundaries. Freedom is the power to say no. And often we will find ourselves tempted, drawn away by other people, by evil forces, by our own flesh to go into directions that we shouldn't. And this is not uncommon. It's going to happen to us all the time. So it's an intentional, strong decision that you and I make to actually not stand in the path of sinners, nor sit. So we've gone from walking, standing to sitting. Now this person is sitting down. They're getting comfortable in the seat of the cynic, the scornful, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. People who mock and, uh, and cast aspersions on everybody. Running a person down with our mouth is almost as bad as running them down with our car. It's not a good thing to do. And build people up with your mouth. Use it as a tool to build, not as a weapon to destroy. Verse 2 says, but his delight. And this is awesome because you and I should have these lines in our lives that say, I'm not that, but this is where I'm going. And we have a strong opposite stance in our life. There's darkness and light in this world, good and evil. 
And you cannot be thinking that evil is good and that we're all going to get along with each other. There's a great gulf between the two and they can't, they can't be mixed. So there has to be a but where we say, yeah, I, I, I'm not into that. I'm not doing that. This is what I do. And so he says, but his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Like he loves the Bible. I don't know if you have been in scripture lately, but Honestly, I'd say be revived in your love for the Word of God. How does that happen? By reading it, by studying it. Not just doing a, a quick five-minute Bible plan read in the morning. But sit down for an hour and study something that's on your heart. Look into it and you'll find the appetite, the quest, the, the desire for the Word of God, the hunger for the Word grows on the inside of you. And when you meet somebody and you share it, it'll be like food to them. That's the power of the word of God. His delight, he loves the scripture. He doesn't read it because of obligation, because of duty, because he has to. He wants to. She wants to. She loves it. And in his law, this person meditates day and night. This is an intentional habit that you and I must develop in our lives. In his law, he meditates day and night. I would say Christian meditation is one of the most powerful forces in the world today. Let me explain it to you. When you meditate on scripture, you transform your mind. And Paul says in Romans chapter 12 that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. The word there is metamorpho, which we get our word metamorphosis from, which is the transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly, an utter complete change, transformation. How does that happen? By the renewing, making our mind new, by the renewing of our mind. How does the mind renew? By meditating on scripture. The Bible is God's mind in written form. And when you meditate on it, it transforms your thinking. And as you transform your thinking, you transform your worldview, your approach to life, you're strengthened within. So many things happen when we meditate in the scripture. We need to get the word of God from our head down to our heart. Now, our head moves quickly, but our heart moves slowly. And for us to digest the word of God, we have to keep chewing it with our mind. Now, a cow chews its cud 30,000 times a day. You know, you've seen the cows... In the field, they go, and they're chewing and chewing. And they swallow it, and they've got more than one stomach. So they can bring it up again later on and chew on that word, and it goes back down until it processes through their life to create milk. Interestingly, the Bible is also called milk, the milk of the Word of God. It's water, it's meat, and it's bread. So it's food. The Bible is like food and meditation is the digestive system. It chews it and then digests it into our spirit. I wonder how much scripture you would say is, is traveled from there to there inside you when it's become a moment of, aha, I get it. I see it. It's light. The psalmist said, the entrance of your word gives light. When the word of God comes into your spirit, Faith comes, light comes, life comes from light. 
it says of Jesus, in him was the life of God, and that was light. And he said, I am the light of the world. So when you receive the word, which is like receiving Jesus, meditating on Jesus, he is the word made flesh, then you actually digest light <laughs> into your system when you meditate on it day and night. In May 2024, we are gathering in Singapore for the outpouring, a C3 Church Global Conference. I personally want to invite you to join with us in Singapore. We hear the sound of an enormous outpouring of the Holy Spirit for the next season for the church around the world. And you and I will be part of it, pouring our lives out on the altar together in Singapore. Every C3 church around the world will receive fresh fire and be renewed with fresh oil for a new day of increase across the whole earth. Young men and women from around the world being touched by God are seeing visions and declaring the future. This conference is open to the whole C3 family. Bring your pastors, leaders, board members, youth leaders, worship leaders, creative teams, business people, and influencers. This will be a historic breakthrough event. It's time for revival. Head to c3churchglobal.com to register. Christian meditation is different to Eastern meditation. Christian meditation is filling your mind, whereas Eastern meditation often is about emptying your mind. So in meditating on Scripture, we're not emptying our mind. We are filling it with Scripture and repeating it over and over. And this isn't just reading the Bible. There are several ways to receive the Word of God. One is reading it, another is memorizing it, another is studying it, another is hearing it. But what I'm talking about today, meditating on Scripture, is actually chewing it over until it digests into our spirit. Take just one passage and think on it over and over. The same passage over and over. So it's not about reading vast passages of Scripture. It's just getting one verse and making sure that we fully embrace and digest that verse into our spirit. Then it says the promise for this person who does this in verse 3 says, they shall be like a tree. They shall be like a tree. The Bible speaks of believers being like a tree all through Scripture, planted by the rivers of water. So like a tree, we are planted, roots down, solid, stable, not going anywhere, immovable, planted by rivers of water. We're not planted out in the barren wastelands. We're not in the desert. We're not on a mountaintop. We're by a river. Because the river is that word that we are continually meditating on that flows past us, that our roots are absorbing and it's getting into our whole system. And as long as we're by that river of the word, we will find that our roots are nourished and that we are bearing fruit throughout our entire lives. Then it says that brings forth its fruit in its season. How awesome is that? We will be fruitful, not because we're trying to be fruitful. We will accomplish things, not because we're trying to accomplish things. We will have outcomes and consequences and blessings in our lives, not because we're chasing those things, but because we are actually in love with the Word of God, because we are meditating on it, regardless of outcomes. And it says, then we will bear fruit. 
Fruit comes easily to the person who's abiding in the Word of God. And then it says their leaf will not wither. That's the capacity to bring healing and shade and comfort, cooling to hot people. Everybody knows that leaves are a symbol and used in many different nations around the world for healing, for their healing properties. And the Bible speaks about our leaves bring healing and health to people. And that's why they won't wither. When the word is in you, you are an agent of healing to other people, no doubt. And then it says, and whatever. I can't believe it says that. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever you put your hand to, because of the word in your life, it's going to spill into everything you put your hand to. And you're going to find it prospering. You'll succeed in what you put your hand to. When we try to do life without that level of the word of God in us, we're going to find ourselves inadequate to the, to the tasks that are ahead of us. We are unequal to the problems that we face. We are too lightweight for the level of responsibility that is coming on our shoulders. But when the word is in us, it strengthens us within, reinforces our spirit, strengthens our mind, renews our mind, feeds our soul, like I say, with bread, milk, and meat, and water. And we find that this life in us enables us to succeed at what we put our hand to. And then the way it started is the way it finishes in Psalm 1. It, it basically says the ungodly are not so. Those people that we chose to not be at the start, where we put a boundary up and we said, I'm not, I'm not going to be engaged in that. It's very important that we have those boundaries in our lives and that the people that we hang out with understand that that's a no-go zone for us. So we just don't go there. And it says, they're like chaff, which the wind drives away. The ungodly will not stand in the judgment. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So this is saying the end and the outcome of living life, meditating in the word of God, is going to be blessed. The people who refuse the word, who mock it, and walk away from it, will suffer the outcome as well of being distant from God and find themselves in all kinds of trouble that they can't get out of. But hopefully that trouble will cause them to cry out to God and they find a new way of living. Understand this, that God has called you and I to a new way of doing life. It's not just we're going to have Christ in our lives, keep on living how we've always lived and life's going to be different. No, we actually need to make changes. One of those changes is to say, no, I'm not doing that, but I am going to love the Bible. I'm going to love Scripture. And as I meditate on it, I know that blessings are going to flow through my life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Look forward to sharing with you again another devotion soon. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Check out more content on the C3 Church Global Instagram and YouTube page. C3 is a movement of many hundreds of churches around the world, Christ-centered, Spirit-powered, and connect-driven. So wherever you are around the world, I encourage you to find a C3 church near you. See you again soon.